No free banter here. All right. We are recording. <laughs> we are live. Welcome back to Culture. Wait a minute. Not welcome back. I've been practicing with my toothbrush, kind of like you told me to. So, um, <laughs> thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Take your seats for another school day here at the Culture at the Culture Academy. I Does that sound you. better? Yeah, I fuck with you. All right, cool. I need to really get this shit right. Yeah, you got Culture me. Academy Podcast, you Episode gotta, Twelve. Right. Episode Twelve. As always, Sky High Reed and classes in session. You just threw your fucking name out there in the middle. All right, that's cool. Oh, what the fuck, man? Yeah. You know, <laughs> You know, we, we don't got this shit right, son. We only graduated high school, son. Come on. All right, here we, all right, here we go. So I'm gonna give you, the, I'm gonna give a, you know, this is a very special episode. This is the pre-holiday version of the Academy podcast. Uh, pre-holiday, you know, Merry Christmas, Happy um, Holidays. If you guys don't believe in that, uh, to anybody who's coming up, you know, the next weekend. This is the pre-holiday edition, and for this pre-holiday edition today, we have a very special guest here. Five records. Five. Five records. That's major. More aliases than Diddy on a good day. Oh, I like that. Oh, wow. Throw some out there. Uh, right. I, I don't want to throw much out there because I think there's copyright issues with that. So I was going to say, <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll is. just start. We have, are you okay with me throwing a few out there? It's fine. Whatever. All right, cool, cool. Whatever. We had Young Genius. Oh, God. Went by YG. Did. Did went by YG. Can I say the other one, or is there copyright issues? But there's copyright issues. Right, cool. Let's skip that. One. <laughs> but we got Gats in the building, ladies and gentlemen. If I had an applause button, I would push it now. <laughs> we got Gats in the building, man. Thanks for stopping by, man. Much appreciated. Absolutely. I'm I'm happy to be here. This is legit. It is legit, sir. I have a smile on my face. It's very rare. So. <laughs> <laughs> very very rare. That's that's good to hear, man. It's good to have you, bro. Um, what, all what, right. What? Yeah, so, yeah, man, we, we want to come out here. We wanted to have you a little bit sooner, um, a little bit sooner here because of the, um, you know, because your record dropped actually in November. It but did. I knew you, you were a busy man. You were a busy man. You had a lot of things going on. Uh, but it's good to have you now, man. You know, your record's uh, By Any Dreams. Yes. Um, November 1st came out. Uh, we, we started promoting everything with the album back in April. We dropped the first single with uh, Sky and Busy Crook. It was produced by Black Metaphor. Which was dope, um, and then we dropped the other single, uh, blah, 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 "No L's," uh, back at the top of the fall. And you know, the record's been really well received. People like it. People are streaming it on Apple Music. It's available on iTunes and all that jazz. So I'm, um, I'm pretty happy about it. I'm glad how it came out. And you know, you know, everybody on the team were just you know proud of the record and what we were able to do. And you know how quickly we made it. Started in March dropped it in november so yeah man that's yeah. a good record too i heard that um i heard that joint live and then i had to go listen to it actually on your soundcloud page right 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 um you know just like you said it's available on itunes you guys make sure you cop that by any dreams but that that record is hard that, that noel's record and that record plays really really good to a crowd too like yeah. it is a that that's like a really good performance record yeah man you know i think it's very important like i it's weird like i kind of like reference myself as like a steely dan of rappers like i don't really make um stuff for live performances per se like a lot of the music that i make even though it's rap like i really try to think very deeply on how it is and present it as a musical record not so much as rap music or like turn up music but you know i i try to make sure that every record has three or four joints that are optimum for live performances that people really can get behind and really play out to the crowd so that people have an enjoyable time 
And then when they go back and they actually listen to the album, it's, you know, they get all the deep stuff then, you know? Oh, yeah. And, you know, you, you think very hard about your records and you got and you also got a background in other music genres. So I think yeah. that helps you out. But as far as like direction, because I know you're very I know you for a long time. Yeah, we go way back. So I know you're way very back. articulate with what you do. Like you're not just going to put out a record with just a few joints. You're actually going to sit down, look at directions, look at themes and take all of that in consideration. What would you say is the uh, theme for this most recent project? Like what direction did you want to go with? This I, mean, I mean, the the big direction was just, you know, the, the, the mental illness bit. Um, what's funny is like the last two projects really actually was all like kind of a loose loose concept together and this album like really tied everything up where you know um starship was kind of like dealing with the day-to-day ends of working at a job that you didn't really like and all that and quitting and then like keel tv was kind of like after you quit you go home and you like just kind of like scale through channels and everything like that and you fall asleep on the couch and uh <laughs> we all and, been <laughs> and you know by any dreams was kind of like the dream sequence of you know sleeping on the couch and like you know at the end of the album like i feel like at this point you know it, it, the album's kind of like been up excuse me out long enough so i can kind of like tell people the the main concept but then the album is me talking to a therapist about everything and i really think that that's important uh you know in not even the black community but the the minority communities uh we, we don't really talk about mental health or mental illness or you know how to emotionally like you know take care of yourself you know it's kind of overshadowed for sure. Exactly. You know, there's a lot of black men, Hispanic men who, you know, either A, don't have relationships with their fathers or B, uh, the relationship is always like tough love or whatever the case may it's be. It's always and, broken. Yeah. You know, and like we don't have the facilities of expressing other than anger, you know. So I think that this album was important in detailing that. And that was my main theme. I wanted to bring, I guess, a light to it. By just using my own personal experience, you know, yeah. So that that was that was the the main theme. I think that theme has always been prevalent in my music, but more so here. So you you would say that this that this last record that you put out kind of puts that that bow on top and brings and brings everything kind of to a complete to a complete finish. Right, right, right. Absolutely. Um, That was that was my goal. So I I think I executed it pretty well. Um, You know, we all worked really hard. Uh, between myself, you know, my manager Wilson, uh, the producers, uh, my creative partners, um, Dustin. I have another creative partner, but he chooses not to be named at this time. <laughs> anonymous. So, shout out to Anonymous. Uh, shout out to you Anonymous. Still getting the credits. That's all that matters. Yeah, you know, we had a, we had a few arguments throughout the the process. Still got love for him. You know what, man? That's a good point that you brought up because, um, especially the last, just like you said. Um, I mean, you, you know more than anybody when it comes to things like mental illness in the minority community, you're somewhat laughed at more or less. It's more or less right. a joke. Yeah. Uh, and now with now with, uh, you know, the recent things that's been happening, let's say with uh, Kanye West, even though there's still fuzzy details about that. Right. But maybe Kid Cudi, Kid Cudi. and all these other artists. Do you think now your message is more important with the recent events or do you think it just adds to, you know, what we're seeing right now and just gives it direction? It's almost kind of like perfect timing. Great timing. Because the album. Could, you guys definitely did because, this right. Because, 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 <laughs> you had somebody in Kanye's because, because, because ultimately, right, because he had a mole inside, right? Because ultimately you dropped the record, you know, beginning of November. A lot of these events didn't really transpire until right about that time and then moving kind of after. So the timing of it all kind of worked yeah. out great. I think that it's just, it's one of those things that, it adds 
to everything. I think that, you know, for me at a local level, putting out a project like that and then people seeing those things happen at a national global level. Right. Goes, okay, well, it doesn't just affect those people. It can trickle down to somebody that you know, like. Or, or, or even, you know, in the reverse, you know, if it can affect somebody then, like a Kanye, then for sure it can it affect, can, you know, me, my neighbor, my brother, for sure. They ex- can definitely shine light on that. Exactly. I think that, you know, my project brings uh, a way of it being relatable. Right. You know, um, so that's that's important. You know, like I'm not really trying to be out here trying to be the next Kanye or anything like that. I just I just want to help people, you know, um, and I think that music is a very easy way of helping people. Very therapeutic. You know, um, the fact that I can go out and make these songs and, you know, I guess inspire people or have people feel like they're able to talk about it, you know, and they approach me at shows or whatever the case may be. And, you know, Josh, you know me, I'm like super shy, but you know, like when people come up and talk to me, like, I don't mind talking about that thing. And if that's, if that's going to help somebody feel better about their life or feel like they can have another day, like that's all that, you know, really matters to me at the end. It's a good look, man. It's a good, it's definitely a good project. Um, you know, like I said, I heard, I heard most of it. Um, I heard your, your most, actually your three of them. I didn't know I knew you were promoting blue tape, but I have never. Yo, heard. five is five is a lot yeah. of work. I heard. Uh, I obviously heard the, the red tape. Yeah. Um, I've heard by any dreams. I've also heard other one. Starship. Um, Starship. Starship. Yeah. Star, Starship is probably Starship's like my like that's like my magnum opus. Like I, I was going through a lot of bullshit when I was making Starship. <laughs> so like like literally like I couldn't wait to go and work on it like every single day like i was excited like making starship jericho was like learning how to ride a bike like you know you get home from school every day and you like you you went to the backyard grabbed your bike rolled it out the garage and like (laughs) went up the street and see how far you could go and like that was like how i approached making starship like you know i was uh just work work sucked uh my relationship sucked going home sucked so like Santos and me literally just like used to click up at this trap spot and just and just lock in and just lock in and um it was cool like we knew when people were, were like gonna go like cops so we just like would show up after all that and just lock in and you know we had lights in there and shit and we just be in there just making stuff. That sounds like hip hop. That that does sound like yeah. hip hop. And you know what else we're gonna lock into real quick? We're gonna lock into uh the microphone situation and pull that bitch a little bit closer. <laughs> funny we we go we gonna lock in here but um nah man but you know what so out of all these records so obviously you're, you're five projects deep now and this is yeah. not including obviously just making you know these are just projects it's not include just general music making right is there any project that you've made so far that you're most proud of starship starship would be the one starship would be the one um the amount of money that went in well i don't know it's either going to be starship or it'd be red tape um red tape i produced pretty much i produced what like 80 percent of that project um i'm still waiting on my beat but go ahead you're funny um <laughs> I, I i i really i really felt like that was that was the project that that i literally went from being like mediocre to good where i finally i got everything in a good working sense you know like as we've stated you've known me for a very 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 long time and um the trajectory of my rapping has been like up and down i know where this is up and down and up yeah and like red tape was when i was like all right i got it and uh, 
<laughs> you know, I don't mean to interrupt here, but uh, I hope you're not mad. But uh, I show I showed Sky High one of the older records that we did. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, I did because I wanted I wanted him to um because obviously he hasn't met you yet. Yeah. So I wanted him to just understand how much that I myself that I'm proud of you for what you did. You know, because you've always had lyrics. And you've always had a great message with your lyrics, but things you kind of struggled on in the beginning was flow and yeah. just song making ability. And now you are fucking off the charts with it. So that's a big congratulations. You know, I wanted to give you a congratulations on the podcast rather than off. Just let you know that I'm really proud of you for that because your your music transitions have been pretty good. But let, let's take it to a, like a local level because you obviously, because like you say, you're, you're pretty good in the local scene. How do you feel about your place in the local scene, obviously in, in Tampa? Because I know Tampa, they, they kind of have a split local scene. But from what I've seen um, and from what I've been involved in with myself, I feel like the juke artists, yeah. the more dance artists kind of own like the, the DJs and things like that. There's still a few DJs out there that still fuck with that real hip hop shit, but it feels like these more dance friendly artists kind of own the scene. And then you come into somebody like yourself, who's a very well thought of, very articulate artist. How do you think your style or genre kind of fits with the local scene? I mean, at this point, like, it's weird. Like, I've been in the scene for going on five years now, like, like five, six years almost. And, um, there's people out here who like consider me like an OG for them. Like they were do like their first shows were like doing shows that I was like at the like at the headline or like at the top of the booking or whatever the case. I've seen that be. with the most recent show, the Joe Budden show. Um, Richie Guapo, yeah, his name Richie Guapo. I kind of seen that he gave you a shout out on social media as well after that. So I see exactly what you mean as far as being the OG. But yeah, I, I, I kind of wanted to ask this though. With that being the case, do you feel? that it's harder to get that buzz going in your own city than it is to go somewhere else and blow. Because that's what a lot of guys are kind of doing as far as even underground guys who are kind of getting around the country. They're not really even getting off so much locally. They're going elsewhere, you know, because the people people at home are usually the last ones to love you, first that's ones to hate you. So how do you feel about that since you're actually on the scene? I kind of want to know what are your thoughts. Do you feel it's better to kind of try to take over your city first or maybe go branch out and then turn around and laugh at everybody back home and say, hey, you was kind of late on the bus. I'm I mean, that Nori. I mean, like the, at the end of the day, you you don't know what you have till it's gone. So, like, it's always going to be seen in quote, quote unquote easier to go outside the city and blow. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you can be here for a certain amount of time, build a fan base or build like, you know, your discography and then go someplace else and pop. Ultimately, Tampa isn't a New York or a California or Atlanta Atlanta or anything of that nature or a Texas. So, you know, it's going to be a little bit more difficult at the end of the day, no matter who you are. Um, But I mean, at the end, but at the end of the day, nothing, nothing beats getting validation from home. Well, I was going to say nothing out hustles the grind. Mm -hmm. Like if you, if you just put the work in, you're going to see it come back. You put the work in, you make the right moves that that's really all that matters. So, um, I like that. Stay, say that. Say that one more time for the. <clears throat> say that one more time for the nothing class. Out, nothing out hustles the grind. I mean, if you if you're here and I like and you work and you network and you make the music and you make the videos, like they gonna see you. They are gonna see you. I mean, for me, like I can be doing that. I could be working so much harder than I actually am, and I'm not just for the simple fact that I'm like in the planning stages of something so much more bigger than just music. So. I'm kind of putting my my focus towards that. Yeah, I had the business right, right. But you know, like, if anything, you know, like 
hometown of me, we could have blew like years ago. We could have just decided not to put any money into making another project and just push testify until you know the you know till jesus came home you know like cows came home (laughs) damn (laughs) you know like that could that could have been the move but we decided not to do that you know i I decided not to do that i wanted to perfect my craft and i wanted to get better and better and better and i didn't want to rest on my laurels you know like red tape was really where i started feeling like all right cool i can actually make the quality music that I've been dreaming about making for so long. Let me keep doing that. I like that. You know, you were talking about hometown. So that's, that's, um, you're still down with that whole crew, right? Blue zone. Absolutely. Blue zone? And that's the name, right? Blue zone. Yeah. Got it. All right, cool. Cause this is my next question. How did you come across meeting like those, those gentlemen? Like, cause you guys seem like from what I seen, cause I've been in the studio with you guys. Um, you guys kind of have that natural connection, like artist wise and even off of artist wise, you guys seem to be very, you know, very good friends, um, even off of the music. How did that entire situation come about with meeting those people? Well, it was a little wild. We ended up meeting at an Afton show, uh, which is a com- like Afton shows can be a, a podcast topic on its own. Just, just part two. <laughs> and um, what ended up happening is like I had heard about hometown locally. Just it was just brought up like he had a music video. I think the music video was compromised. And like it got sh- shared on my um, Facebook page somehow, like it was on my timeline. And I just started using, um, I started using Twitter and everything like that. And I started following him and followed back. I got booked for an Afton show, so I was I was promoting it. And I saw that he was promoting the same Afton show. I was like, oh, we're gonna be on the same show, whatever, blah 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 blah. He's like, yeah, yeah, you know, whatever, whatever. Uh, we'll link up then. So we went to do the show, and Westday was still a crew at the time. We all showed up, and hometown and his people all showed up. Hometown Scott, Dez, and uh, everybody did their sets, and we, you know, we all genuinely kind of, you know, liked each other's music for the most part. Some people in Blue Zone didn't like my music. I ain't gonna say who is what it is. Um, I know what you're talking about, but I'm not gonna throw it out there. Let's just let's just say just say a few people might left, you know, whatever. Yeah. yeah. So you know, or a few people got asked to leave. So we ain't gonna talk about this. It's about okay. okay. So, um, you know, and uh, we decided like, yo, let's uh, let's, you know, let's work on some some music or whatever, blah, 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 blah. blah. And uh, they ended up coming over to my crib like a week after. And we recorded we recorded Watchmen um, at my crib, which was which, which was a cool moment. And um, ever since then, we all like just gelled and um, ended up joining up with them. It just made more sense. Um, I was kind of going through a lot of. Uh, I was going through a really bad depression and I really wasn't doing my best job as a leader of the West Egg crew and pretty much uh, lands on me for that falling apart. We ended up kind of just linking up and everything just kind of took over. So uh, Blue Zone just ended up being the, the full faction and it's just worked out since. I had no idea that the West Egg broke up. Yeah. I, I found out something new today. I just thought you guys remained dormant. So that was, uh, I know you mentioned it kind of falls on you, but exactly like, what do you think happened in that whole situation? Uh, communication. communication. Like I was, I was going through it and um, I really didn't know how to articulate that. Like I still have difficulties doing that, but you know, um, I'm 27 now and I've kind of grown and learned how to, try to be a little bit more mature about situations and you know my emotions and all that but between like work and like i was going like 
I was going crazy. So the only real solace that I had was making music. And um, I actually went through a really bad um, mental block with producing. And how it all kind of really started falling apart was uh, RC. Well, I guess this is, I, I, I don't really know, but this would be my, we, we haven't really you know talked about it. We're all kind of cool now. RC was looking for production for his project. And he was asking me for production and I basically never made it, but it wasn't because I think everybody thinks it was because I was focused on my own career, but it was because like I couldn't produce for like a year and a half. Like I literally made like four beats that I kept like between like wh while I was making Starship, like there's the Starship beats that there's like the four Starship beats that I made. And then I made four other beats that I actually kept. Like I had like a hard drive and literally there was like 10 songs on there and I was embarrassed. So I know you said communication. Do you think the communication was just stating that just letting them know up front, like, hey, this is what's going on. I kind of have a mental block producing or is it more more than that? Is that I could have been more upfront and more, you know, like because at the end of the day, like those guys were, you know, brothers, I, sh I should I should have felt comfortable in, in talking about it and just being real with them. And I wasn't, um, I just kind of, I just kept the battles to myself and just kept, you know, the silence to myself and they're left on their own devices. And I didn't really see it like that then see it like that. Now, sometimes I wish that like, in a way, like, I guess in my head at the time, like I was wishing that they would have came to me and asked if something was wrong, but at the same time, like, I barely went outside and I only was at the studio with Santos. So, you know, it, it, it falls on me. At the end of the day, like I'm, I was the leader. I was I was a guy that was heading up everything and I was, you know, organizing shit. And I should have been I should have been better about that. And I think that's something that people should know when, when you're an entrepreneur or when you're creative, like don't let your creations, you know, take over and be like your only escape because then you alienate yourself you know what shout out to rc though man um i know him since middle school so we we go way back i know he's a spitter so yeah. uh you know big shout out to him hey rc don't get don't get too upset man i was barking up that same tree for a while i'm still working <laughs> but uh you know side note side note let's get a little more let's get a little more positive and uplifting here because i want here's here's my thing i'm gonna let you know and i i think uh sky high kind of agrees here one of the main reasons we kind of started a podcast on Urban is because we want to uplift local talent. Like podcasts to me have been more of like the radio nowadays. So right, obviously people exactly. are going to podcast. So that's that's one of the things I wanted to do was just lift a lot of local talent out here. So I say that to say this because I want to make sure you get the credit for, for you know what what deserves here for people who may not be familiar with your work. But you've been nominated and have won multiple awards locally. Isn't that correct? Yeah. I'm sure you could probably tell me it off the top of your head more than I can. I know you won a lot. I've been, I've won six awards, six awards. Um, six, six awards. I won uh, best, it is for the, the, the Mew Awards, which is a, a blog for Florida. I won best album of the year for Blue Tape, best album of the year for Red Tape, um, best album of the year for Starship, uh, Central Florida Artists for that year and uh artist producer for that year and i also won there's one more i think central artists again i think i think i won central artists like twice or some central florida artists twice so um something like that but six there's six i'll go home and look 
I, I want to ask, did you, uh, did you produce anything on this current record? Did you produce and obviously rap on this past record that you did? Uh, By Any Dreams, yeah. Uh, it, it was kind of a, a, a small return to form. Um, okay. As I was saying, like, you know, uh, I was kind of going through it. And then, like, it got even worse for me. Uh, Hill TV, which is the project between Starship and... Um, and uh, by any dreams is the only project that i have that features no production from me i wow. did no production i literally rapped um and it was also uh, a project that had no features as well so um that project was that was a, a painful project to record um, all right Jake Cole. See, see, see so you said so you said <laughs> no that was painful and, and i'm glad that you brought that up so i'm glad that you had the experience of uh of producing a project where you didn't have to worry about I don't want to say, you know, hassle, but you don't have to worry about, you know, the production side of it. So with you being an artist, do you find it easier when you have made, when you make the beat and then you also compose the song? Or do you feel like it's a load off when you don't have to worry about the production on the album? Um, not worrying about production is is actually pretty wild um so you look at it as not maybe so much as the positive it, not not worrying about production is usually actually a little bit easier um like there's so many funny stories about like a lot of tracks that i produced and how they came about because of accidents like right testify was never supposed to happen oh i gotta hear about this testify was never supposed to happen all right so i made the beat right inside scoop here we go and um <laughs> And I bought a brand new piano, to, uh, a new keyboard in order to make that beat. And um, and uh, we made it, or I made it, and and I remember I was going to send it to Mighty Jai because I was like, this has him over it. Like, this, I just, I picture, I picture, like, Mighty Jai. And I went over to Santos's crib, and I was like, yeah, man, like, at the time, we were wrapping up Red Tape, and I went to go pick him up to go to the studio. And I was like, yo, I'm going to play you this beat that I made for Jai. And he was like, all right, cool. So I started playing him the beat. And he was like, Nick, did you just, did you just like mix trap and jazz? Are you, is this jazz <laughs> trap? <laughs> Bro, this got to go on the album. Dog, you, dog, you so flawed. It has to go on the album. Man, fuck said it to anybody. You ain't saying it to nobody. This has to go on the album. You have to rap on this. And I was like, I try writing to it. I don't have anything for it. Like, I don't. So you was going to pass it on? I was just going to pass it on. And he was like, just, you just got to rap on it. And I remember, like, driving and driving. And, like, I didn't have anything. And I was just like, I don't know what to even say on. I don't I don't really even know. And I was like, I had it on my, um, on, like, SoundCloud. Like, I had, like, a private set list of, like, just beats I had. And I had it on SoundCloud. And like it was on the West Egg SoundCloud and the full name of West Egg was West Egg uh Illuminati, Illuminati. Chain Gang. And um I remember just looking at it and I was just like West Egg Chain Gang shit that I rep and I literally just started writing the verse there in the car and then like I came with the hook I was like I don't even know what to say just we're just going we're just going to throw this shit on here. I really put the fuck it riding on there it repeated it because I didn't have a, a hook. Like, I didn't know what else to say. So, like, I'm just like, I'm just going to say this. <laughs> all right, cool. And then, like, all right, so I have a verse and I have this hook. I don't really know what else to do. So I told Hometown and I sent him the beat. And then he came to the studio and I recorded my verse. And, like, I had, the like, the hook, like, there. And then, like, he was just like, I just wrote. I wrote a lot of bars. And I was like, man, just write, just, just rap, whatever. Because in my head, I'm like cool because like i made this beat for three verses and i'm not gonna write another verse 
So if he wants to rap for however long he want to, he do can. Do what you do, right? Do, it, <laughs> do whatever. I'm Gucci. So he like raps it, and then like I told Brian, all right, just put the hook at the end. All right, song is done. All right, cool. We have a song. And um, and what was funny is like it went on the end of the album because like I just put it there because it wasn't supposed to be on the album. <laughs> it was not supposed to be on the album. It really was on the album just to showcase the beat at that point. Like I didn't think people were gonna like the song that much. But like it ended up being like probably my most important song. So, you know, like it's it's weird. Like, you know, people send me send me a beat and like I'll write to the beat like immediately. Like I remember getting vintage and I wrote that song that day. I wrote that whole song that day. So like I love when it happens like that though. Yeah, you know, um I that's feel just like, when the mood strikes you though. Pause. <laughs> no homo. All right, cool. Wait a minute. Can we say no homo now? I don't, I don't know, man. It's 2016. I don't know. If uh, so. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry for any uh person I might offend by saying no homo, but I just that, said that's pause. pretty cool, man. The fact that I was not. Now, you know what? Let's talk about because Testify was on the same record. Now, here's what we, we probably should have went over show notes. Okay, so I'm going to ask you something. If you don't feel comfortable ask, answering it, let me know and we'll skip. <laughs> because that Testify record was on the same album as Crowns. Right. Crowns was also very prominent. Uh, to me, Crowns is also where you kind of like jumped up to me. It was a very good record. Yeah. That record was featuring Scott A. Right. Scott A is no longer officially aff- affiliated with Blue Zone. Is that correct? <clears throat> or is he somewhat affiliated? I, it's not that I don't feel comfortable about answering that. It's that I don't really know that answer. Okay. Cool. That's um, not his answer. I, li- I, no, I don't know a welcome at the Academy. I'm not trying to, I don't I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to stir the pot. I just want to, for people who are not aware, just to kind of get it so... But but that was a good record though. Um, as far as like crowns, um, w- which record? Because I think that to me, from the outside looking in, that's kind uh-huh. of when you started taking control of your whole music destiny. To be honest, like that whole album you put out, yeah. To me, that was really when it started coming up for you. Was there any record that you've made to date, whether it be on that record, Starship Jericho, or even by any dreams, that you would say is probably your most prominent record? Like the most important record? Yeah, most important, most impactful. Like which record do you really think kind of did it for you for saying, "Hey, I'm here. I'm staying. This is this is a popping record." And then you kind of just take off in local in local city as well as I think know, statewide. I think Crowns was it. Crowns was it. Okay. Crowns really was it. I mean, Testify was like Testify was like the the stamp on the back of the envelope. But like Crowns was really like I wrote the card. I put the card in the envelope. I put the stamp <laughs> on the front. Like that was really like that was. That was everything. That was the full, you know, appetizer, entree, drink special. And then, like, testify was just a dessert to, to prove, like. Delicious dessert. Right. You know, Um, but I think because, you know, like, people don't know, like, all right. So l- let's go back. Let's go back to when we first started out. Like, you know, like, you're right. I'll, I had the lyrics, but I never really had flow. I didn't have confidence on the mic. I didn't have ad libs. I didn't have breathing i didn't have a lot of things and i remember when we were getting around to like right before um like right before zach ended up leaving and before lodge went to the military like i was just getting to the point where i was getting like actually like decent on everything and everything was kind of coming together and then i quit rapping and um that's when i started like making other kind of music so i was getting well i was getting good at composing that and then I was like, you know what? George told me I should just start producing hip hop. So then I made that hard left and started producing hip hop and started rapping again to go with it. 
So now I'm like juggling both of those things and trying to make both of those things work. So like blue tape was really like an experiment where like I was trying to do everything that I possibly could at once. And there's some like great moments on blue tape, but at the end of the day, like it was an experiment. Like it's not, it's not great. It's not, you know, like, yeah, there's nothing wrong with having an experiment every now and then. Yeah. You know? And then like after making that project and seeing that I could make a project like that and seeing that it can be well received and people would care. Like that was when I was like, you know what? All right. Okay. All right. I know what I, I know what I need to do. And like, I remember making crowns. And I remember being at that computer and just toiling over every little thing, every little thing, every little thing. And um, I just sat there and, and, and it was wild. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to talk about how petty I am. <laughs> I love petty. Oh, we love, we petty. like, petty oh, we love Let's petty. Go. All right. This is, this is, this is a true story. Um, I love true story. The night that, uh, I made crowns or I started working on it. I remember that I had, I was, I was about to do this beat battle, right? We love beat battles here too. Um, and I was working on it and I didn't, all I had was like the synth and, um, I had the hi hats and I had the snare and I had everything like blocked out on the kicks. And I remember just having the idea of just taking away the kicks at certain parts that you thought that it would come in and taking away the snares at certain parts that you thought that it would come in. And I had it on like a 64, like a uh, step block. Mm-hmm. And I just was feeling like super down. And um, my significant other at the time was like, you got this, blah, 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 blah. You got it. You know, you're going to be fine at the beat battle or whatever. You're going to be fine. And I'm like, all right, well, I guess. So I went <laughs> to the beat battle and um Wait a minute, br- brief moment, brief intermission here. Shout out to not listening to your significant other, right? Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to the beat battle and I played some other beats. And I remember the judges just weren't feeling anything that I was doing. And I was like trying to show something different. I wasn't trying to do the beat battle beats. I wasn't trying to do where like the build up to the drop. I was trying to show like a different side of hip hop. And I remember Mighty Jai was one of the, the judges and he was just like, I just wouldn't feel it. I just wasn't feel what you, I just, I just didn't get it. And I remember going home and I was like, he's going to get it. <laughs> and I finished crowns that night. And like a few weeks later, I started working on testify to give him testify personally. So he would get it. <laughs> and then Santo stopped that. So then, yeah, that both of those both testify and crowns w- were inspired by Mighty Jai basically get- sunning me at a at a <laughs> not <laughs> at a beat battle. Hey, hey, shout out to you not getting it because it came out with some classic records. Facts, yo, so Facts. shout out to being petty. And I don't use the word classic loosely, but to me, those are classic records. Like I'm serious. Like when you if uh, you know when when um you start taking off and musically, I'm gonna look back at those records to me. Because yeah. they were they were just so well, so that was that was definitely um you know good good moment for you. Um, let's talk about like a, a inspiration. Like, do you, uh, you know before we even get on inspiration, let's talk about because you you mentioned you kind of said in your last what you were saying that you kind of took a time off and you started doing something different. Yeah, that was the rock venture. Yeah, I produced one of your rock. You, you did. Hey hey hey, wait a minute, wait a minute, give me some credit here. You, you know, did. I kind of pre- the shit was whack, but it, it worked. All right, um, it wasn't whack. I liked it. <laughs> it was pretty dope. What do you think, like, because music is, like, more or less uh, relative. Nowadays, hip-hop is becoming pop and things vice versa. Yeah. How much influence do you think your experience, your experience with rock doing the music? Not listening, because obviously you have a real, real diverse, you know, playlist. 
but actually as far as doing it is helping you hip hop wise because the music that you got coming out it doesn't sound like anything else locally and that's a good thing because you're you're kind of taking it different as far as like production and things like that how much do you think your your rock is your rock experience actually helped you out with that a lot um a lot man i think that um i mean it helps with like picking samples it helps with melodies it helps with how i sequence things like everything has to make sense like i listen to i listen to more non-rap music than rap music on a regular basis so for me it's very important very very important um my personal favorite uh song off of by any dreams is uh better days which i'm not going to talk about the sample because i'm gonna sue you <laughs> but that sample is like we, one of my favorite, we saving money yeah it's one of my favorite songs the label don't know don't hurt and um you know it's cool because i don't think that anybody else would have been able to make that song in this area because the samples of me have had plenty of conversations with other people about what they're listening to and they're not listening to what we're listening to yeah you know um there's a lot of times where like you know he comes over to the crib and we kick and we just play music back and forth like yo did you hear this did you hear this did you like we're not talking about hip-hop hip-hop we only play hip-hop for each other in the car like (laughs) from point a to point b like usually everything is regulated to like all right the new radiohead record came out yo are you listening to this tame impala yo are you listening to metronomy are you listening um you know to trevor something are you you know like like what's like new that you've stumbled across you know true story santos and me bonded over uh over grizzly bear record which is how uh, the song really came about what was funny is we were like cool with blue zone for a while the crew the crew as a whole but i never met santos and like i would end up being at his crib all the time and he would be there but we just wouldn't talk because like no one ever introduced us or whatever the case may be and um as you know i've previously mentioned i'm very shy so like if you don't talk to me i'm gonna say what up like this is your house i'm gonna say what up to you but i'm not gonna really talk shout out to being respectful yeah you know and um one day like he was going through beats with everybody and like playing beats and everything like that and i was sitting down and he started playing um ready able and i was like yo that's grizzly bear you listen to grizzly bear that's wild (laughs) and like it was so out of character for me but like like i'm at i'm at some nigga's house who i don't know from adam and you're gonna play this really obscure band well not obscure they're not obscure now but like at the time this was a few years back like not everybody's really rocking with them like that and he's like yeah blah 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 like listen to what i did to it and he started playing the like how he sampled it and i was like yo that's wild that's <laughs> that's crazy and we just started vibing we just ended up talking and he ended up just giving me the beat and i was like yeah i would love to rap on that because nobody else really like had a connection to it like i did and um after that you know um that's what really like kind of like put us together so then like we started working on starship like i was just like yo come through here blah 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 yo, love yo and that's how we bonded so that's what's up man i love the i love the bonding moment that, that's actually interesting to, to sample you know different different records like that so now nah, man that's actually really good man I, and like i said i thoroughly enjoyed um all of the projects here um you know i'm getting my co-host sky high on that eventually um <laughs> i listen to everything Put so let, let me ask you something locally let's yeah. take it locally um, just back just to the eight one. Back to the eight one three. Your music locally. Okay, let's just. I'm gonna call a spade a spade here, and you can agree. Kind of like 
when it comes to Tampa music, there's a lot of there in, in any city, really any city. I'm not gonna say Tampa, but any city, you have a certain section of the city that's very good, but they're obscure as as opposed to a, a section of the city that's prominent and not so great. How is your music received? Because you actually toured outside of the state. I've I've played outside of the state. Yeah, before. you you played outside the state of Florida. How's your How's your music received outside of the state as opposed uh, to into the state in the state? You know what I mean? Um, outside of like I've from what I've done outside of the state and outside of the city. Um, it depends on the crowd. Uh, I really do feel like I that I'm in. I make a certain kind of music. It's not party music, so it's tough, man. It's always been pretty well received, but at the same time, like it has to be for the right crowd. I remember I went through a really bad, 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 bad depression um, because I played a show um, and it was like a turn up show. And I tried to like make it uh, geared towards that. And like the crowd just wouldn't react. Just nothing I did, the crowd would react to. And um, it was very frustrating. Uh, but then there's been like, there's been times where like the crowd has really like gotten behind me, you know, like, and then sometimes the crowd like flips on you too. So, you know, like you were there at the Joe Budden show, like the, the show is going great. And then like, I said that I was going to do one more song and like certain people were just like, really? Yeah, I know really? I, that that was your mistake right there. Yeah. That was, that was it for you. Yeah, that was it. You know, like that was, that was a problem. So like, but that's because Joe Budden fans are just cocky one of the little bitches but go ahead you know joe button fans would just want to see joe button like that's all they care about you know <laughs> um but then i've done other shows where like it's gone great like i did an asap frig show and like that was one of like the best shows i ever did like people were like really ecstatic that i was on stage you know um did a kevin gates show same like i'm in this like really weird pocket of like not really turn up music like it's conscious turn up music <laughs> you know um so it just all depends, man. Like, I think that for me as an artist, it really won't matter until, like, I have that record that pops and then, like, people would just like my music just to like my music. Let's talk about the their opening for you because you opened for a lot of artists. You said Kevin Gates, uh, Mr. Booty Eater. You've also said... Uh, shots! Shots! Say you go, wait a minute, we love you at the Academy. Take a class. We're going to roll you quick. Um, <laughs> you know, you're talking about the Joe Budden show. Um, now, obviously, when it comes to shows, music, hip-hop is a business. Yeah. Has there ever been a point where somebody acknowledged your music while you were doing the show? Because I do know that you've had a run-in with uh, Black Milk, who yeah. pretty much said you was dope as shit yeah. um, in the past. But has it ever been on the show? Because I know a lot of artists, they prepare to get mentally prepared. Have you ever had anybody reach out to you after a show? Caskey. Uh, Caskey uh, um, did a show. I did a show, uh, opened up for him, and he brought me backstage and talked to me for a little bit. It was like, you, you're you the truth up there. Um that was pretty cool. Shout um, out to Cass. Uh, Black Milk th thought it was dope. That was pretty. That was pretty cool. Um, Danny Brown's people told told us that I was pretty tight. Like that's how I ended up doing that show to begin with. Um, they had uh, they were asking for people for local openers, and um, they only ended up going with two, which was myself and Prince Golden. Um, and we got we got handpicked for that show, so that was pretty tight. I was a fan of that. There's a few other conversations that have been had, but I can't really go on record about those right now. No, no, that's cool. It's cool. So you do get that. That has to be a good feeling, getting that acknowledgement from people. Always getting that acknowledgement from your peers is what you're always looking for. Always, exactly. Now let's talk about something that's even more important: Christmas. Wow. 
<laughs> hey, 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 man. You know, Santa only comes once a year, man. We got your album to rock with all year. Santa comes down. <laughs> he's, he's delivering by any dreams down the chimney, man. Let's talk about Christmas, man. First of all, before we even get into that, let me just sit here and say on the record, because me and you, we've known each other for a long time. Um, obviously, me and yourself, we've been pretty busy. How, um, how long has it been? It's been 11 years. Woo! 11 yeah, years. That sounds about yeah. accurate. So, obviously, I know that. I just want to say here right now and extend it, extend it. If you ever, I know you mentioned a lot of your stories uh, because you were dealing with depression back then. If you ever need a hand of depression, you ever need something, you know, I got you, bro. I appreciate that. man. All day. I mean, I know that we all, we all busy and whatnot, but you know, I always try to look out for people. I, I become more open-minded about depression nowadays than I was in the past, as you know. Yeah. You know, back then I would have told somebody, yo, fuck it, do it. But now I know it. Damn, you harsh, bro. Yeah, I'm harsh as fuck, though. I don't give a fuck. But um, you know, I said yeah, you, know, yeah, you you did not you did not know deluxe with a slice of cheese back, oh, in, back in, in the, in the oh. let's beef days. Oh my I can't goodness. I can't give uh I can't give Gats the money sign at the end of it no more. That's it. You're just an S now since you want to shade me on my own podcast. <laughs> yeah, man. So Christmas, man. Christmas is coming. Um, you know, we can make this real quick. Um, obviously the holiday times is a good time to spend time with your folks and your family. Um, obviously, you know, Thanksgiving past will be thankful for everything. The New Year's is coming. Uh, 2017 is coming. Let me ask you as far as 2016. If you had to put a bow on your 2016 or even a grade, like how would you say your 2016 has been? How, how has 2016 has treated you? So I can't complain. I mean, I could, but no one would listen. You know, like it's, we're listening right here on the podcast. Yeah, we, you know, but you know, it, it's been it's been good. I mean, it's been a rough year. Um, had a lot of deaths. Had a lot of shit happen. A lot of changes. Uh, but you know what? I made a record that I was really, really proud of, and um, I'm alive. I'm breathing. There's people out here that love me. I I can't complain. You know, I'm happy. Sounds good, man. Like I said, I'm proud of you, bro. And everything you're doing right now, as far as music wise, um, you know, so definitely keep at it. Uh, Ree, what what do you got? Come on, man. Holiday listener, son. You've been, you been too quiet here with your fucking lanyard. Come on, get it get it going. I don't got nothing, man. But before you get up out of here, you want to plug anything that you got going on? Any uh, plug the record, any upcoming shows, anything like that? Sure. Um, I got a show, 22nd. Welcome to Knoxville, last show of the year. Saw that. Um, I'm pretty happy about that. Uh, I'm going to be on stage. Keely's Trace Outside, OG Layla. Um, it, it'll be dope. Uh, rap School is a thing. Uh, in that first magazine should be out now, I believe. So that's cool. Um, buy any dreams, gats813.com. It's on iTunes, on SoundCloud. You can listen for free or you can give me money, however you want to do it. <laughs> um, hey, I prefer that first, that second option. Give them money, people. Secure yeah. the bag. Secure <laughs> the bag. Um, and you know, next year, next year will be big. Um, I, I have a lot of ideas and I have a, you know, some things that I'm really going to, you know, make happen. So uh, I'm happy about it. And when I'm able to share with everybody, it'll it'll be grand. So, yeah. And they can follow you at a... At, at everything at Gats813. G-A-T-S813. Sounds good. And you well, we appreciate you stopping by, that's for sure. We, we definitely appreciate it. You were just talking about real quick um, what you just said about the... I don't even fucking know what up. <laughs> Yo, these Hanukkahs got me in, son. <laughs> All right. We good. Uh, but yeah, man. <laughs> All right, we good, we good, we good. But like I said, man, we we definitely appreciate you. Uh, 
we definitely appreciate you stopping by and kicking it with the academy man appreciate uh, you like i said me. we always we always down to have you over here um so like i said everybody go ahead and uh preferably purchase the buy by any dreams um album out right now uh they can purchase it at itunes correct yep how quick is it to get to it? Like it just it, search by any dreams. There you go. Gadget any dreams. Yeah, it shows up. By any right. dreams, it shows up. Bet. And that's a really creative name. I'm naming I like the name, yeah, fact. And I like the uh the artwork too. Yeah, the artwork is dope. Yeah, so uh, I painted that. Some some rich white dude has it like on his wall somewhere. So you I like that. Yeah. You lying. Somebody yeah, I, some rich white dude got it on his wall? Yeah. Shout out to rich white people. Shout that out to rich paintings. white people out there that got the paintings. Yeah, man, but it was fun. It was fun having you. Um, you know, like I said, as always. Uh, Sky High, you want to plug your shit in, like always? You already know. Sky High Reads, Culture Academy Dean. We thank y'all for rocking with us. Don't think y'all skipping out on Wednesday's class. Bring y'all punk ass to class, man. <laughs> yeah, you know, we coming back. We coming back with it. And as always, you can follow me at J-A-E underscore D-L-U-X. You can follow us at the Culture Academy Podcast. Help us get to a 1,000 follows. Um, we close. We're very pretty close. And, and... Follow me. Definitely comment and within, you know, what you think about this episode. Follow, share, and, you know, get at guests to hook us up with the beats so we can get some Culture Academy shit popping. <laughs> but, um, yep. And as always, class dismissed. The fuck out of here. <laughs>